Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into and that topic is why you struggle to build muscle if you enjoy slash have a cardio or endurance um, background. But first, before I dive into that, I want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you are sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks uh, outside of the training and nutrition pro- protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And we dive into this, see what that is. And this usually uh, is playing a bigger role than people often think they're on that. So if you're interested in coaching, you can fill out the link in the show notes, or you can check out the link in the show notes. It goes into more detail on my coaching, or you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can chat about this in more detail. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next uh, couple months. I'm going to get in the link to that as in the show notes. Next, if you want to learn more about a body recomp, what it is, how to do it, the pillars of it, I have my masterclass on body recomp, and you can find the link to that um, in the show notes as well too. Uh, next, uh, if you don't give me a follow on Instagram, Jeff H O E H N underscore, and that's where I'm most active on social media. And then lastly, if you've if you've found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. I did want to give a shout out to a couple people who have left me some reviews on Apple. I really appreciate it. So first, just from a couple weeks ago, we had the real Luke Skywalker. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. Appreciate you filling out this or uh, giving a review on the podcast. I'm glad this podcast has been able to um, help you. So I really appreciate that. But I wanted to give a shout out um, to you for listening and for the review. And I'm at, I'm glad that this information that you've gained from this podcast has been helpful. Then we have STL Saint, Saint 75. This is actually someone I know personally. His name's Steve. He's a great dude. I went to high school with him. So really appreciate him filling out a review. Then we have Debbie as well. She's a client of mine. So again, appreciate you, Debbie, for a review. And then we have Linda. Uh, she's also a client. Um, again, really uh, appreciate her filling out a, a review. Then we have RMG fit. Uh, appreciate you giving a review as well. And then we have, and so those are the main ones on there on that. So again, appreciate everybody who's filled out reviews. Love to get more. Give me feedback on the podcast and whatnot there. And I will give you a shout out as well on the podcast. So appreciate everybody who listens. Now with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topics. Again, why you struggle to build muscle if you have, if you enjoy slash have a cardio uh, or endurance uh, background. So I want to go over this and then I want to go over a little case study uh, with a client that I have. So first, it's important for you to choose which of these pursuits are the most important um, because that is going to um, factor into all future decision making, right? So do you want to prioritize endurance work or building muscle? Uh, what is your main goal, right? Do you have a race? Then maybe your endurance works a little bit more on higher on the priority list. Um, are you more body comp focused? Again, that's going to sway our decision making, right? For example... If you're trying to focus on adding muscle over the next six months, our decision-making around that is is going to be different, right? We will probably prioritize weight training a little bit more. Maybe we'll dial back how much cardio training we do that's going to prioritize or it's going to uh, influence 
the time of which one we do first and which one we do second, which one we allocate more volume to overall, right? So I think it's important to first figure out what is your main goal here? What, what Which one is most important to you at the moment? Now, most people that come to me, their main goal is body comp. So usually what I'll see here is somebody comes from an endurance background, they want to improve their body composition. So with them, it's obviously, hey, here's where you're at. What do you want to prioritize here? If you still want to prioritize endurance work, that's fine, but here's the impact that's going to have. But like I said, most people, they usually come to me, they're more body comp focused. And then the endurance is, hey, I, I want to improve it. Or maybe my resting heart rate is low. Maybe my cardiovascular fitness or my resting heart rate is high um, or my cardiovascular fitness is just not great. Um, and I want to improve that. But my main goal is body composition. I also think it's okay to have periods of time where one is more important than the other, but you never fully let go of one for the other. So for example, let's say you come in and you have an endurance background, but uh, you want to, for the next six months, your focus is on adding muscle. So again, like I said, we do less endurance work and, and we would do more weightlifting in that process. And then maybe after that, it's like now you have some runs coming up. So then the next six to 12 months, you focus a little bit more on endurance, uh, less weightlifting, but we maintain that muscle and, and more endurance work um, there on that. So I don't think it's it has to be this like, oh, hey, body comp is number one, muscle building is number one. Therefore, endurance is always going to be number two. I think you can flip flop back and forth. And the key is figuring out how to be able to maintain each of those adaptations so that whatever progress you have made, you don't lose in that process. Now, in saying that, I think if you're somebody who does these really long endurance events, there's probably going to be some muscle loss in the process. Our goal there would be to minimize that as much as possible, but also realize that that's, again, that situation where maybe you periodize what's most important. But in, in, for most people I work with, and, and somebody who's just, hey, maybe they run a marathon every once in a while. Maybe they do half marathons. For somebody like you, like the chances of you losing muscle as long as you're being smart about what you're doing is slim to none, right? It's really only on those like really extreme endurance events or competitions that you would be at a little bit of a higher risk there with that. So let's dive into why, if you come from this background here of this, why maybe you struggle to build muscle. So the first is poor strength slash muscle building training. Someone with an endurance background typically likes to feel their heart rate get up and feel more exhausted from exercise, right? You aren't going to have that out of breath feeling that you get from endurance training. So it's going to be a little bit different. We're not trying to get you to just feel uh, like systemically just tired, right? That's usually what you get when you're, when you run long distances, you, you, you have a more endurance background is you do get to that point to where like you get your heart rate high, you just really feel super um, systemically fatigued overall. And, and it's going to be a little bit different, right? You're lifting the that feeling needs to be a little bit different. It's not going to be that same out of breath feeling. It's just, and again, somebody who has always weight trained, again, the endurance side of things, that's going to be a little bit of a different feeling as well too, right? You're, I feel like it's going to be a little bit more um, mental toughness. It's going to be really pushing through that discomfort. Now there is some carryover, right? Because I do think one, there's going to be some mental um, toughness that you need to have to push through hard sets. And I also think that um, you have to get uncomfortable and, and, and push through um, some uncomfortableness in order to build muscle, but it is just slightly different there. And so again, from the weight training perspective, we need to think more in the five to 12 rep range um, with enough rest in between sets, one to two minutes on average. And we want to take the target muscle within zero to three reps to failure on each set. Um, so again, a lot of times, you know, what somebody will do is they'll, maybe they'll like, Hey, I want to uh, improve my endurance. So I'm going to do like higher rep sets. I'm going to uh, get my heart rate up in my training. That's going to help me build muscle. It's going to also help me build my cardiovascular health. And unfortunately it doesn't work that way. You are going to get some sort of muscle stimulus from that. You're also going to get some sort of cardiovascular stimulus, but they're both very watered down at that point. So you're better off, Hey, for your, to improve your cardiovascular fitness, that needs to be dedicated cardio training for your muscle building fitness. It needs to be dedicated muscle building training. And that's where this kind of five to 12 rep range comes in. And I think this works well for 
somebody with an endurance background because they're probably very good at their body's very good at being able to like push off fatigue, right? Like they they're able to handle that stress with that. And so it's what ends up happening when I and when I feel like this particular avatar does say sets of 12, 15 or higher is that they never really take the target muscle close to failure because they're just able to push through that and they, they just have to do so much to, to, to get to that point. And, and unfortunately with these higher rep sets, you typically need to really push close to failure for it to be productive from a muscle building standpoint. So this is where we can go into this five to 12 rep range and it's a different stimulus, right? It's a little bit heavier loads. It's just a different stimulus on the muscle. And you can also be a couple reps away from failure and you're probably going to get a good muscle building stimulus from that there on that. Whereas like these higher rep sets, you really have to push close to failure and it can just be very challenging to, to get to that point right there on that. So this is why I'm a bigger fan, like for this type of uh, person somewhere in between that five to 12 rep range um, is going to be key there. But again, also making sure you take that target muscle close to failure. We don't want your cardiovascular system to be the limiting factor. We don't want other muscle groups to be the limiting factor. We want that target muscle to be the reason why you have to, to stop that set uh, short there on that there are with that. That's a big thing, right? Just maybe they, maybe you have an endurance background and you do some weight training, but again, maybe it's like, it's, it's in the 15 to 30 rep range. Maybe you're not taking the target muscle close to failure. Maybe you're just trying to get your heart rate up uh, um, there on that thinking that it's going to help with your endurance training. And then also maybe you just don't rest enough in between sets there. Uh, on That's probably the big one too, is like making sure you rest enough in between sets. I'm a fan of making sure that, Hey, maybe we have some methods or some period of time where we do shorter rest training for muscle building. But again, for this specific uh, avatar, it's probably better to rest a little bit longer and focus more on the mechanical tension side of things versus trying to get that shorter rest, higher reps, rep stuff there on that. Um, another number two for why this um, avatar struggles to build muscle is too much high intensity cardio work. Um, so the next big issue is too many people do too much like higher intensity cardio work. And this is where maybe the, the zone two stuff got a little popularized was like, hey, let's with the zone two, it's hey, that heart rate is not super high, but it's also not low. It's also not super low. It's in that area where, hey, this is going to be great from an overall um, aerobic standpoint. You're going to be able to build your aerobic base there with that. And so again, there's nothing wrong with higher intensity uh, cardio training where you get your heart rate up. It's just the, the more you do, the, the less that we want to be, the, the, we want more of, we want more lower intensity stuff, right? We need it to make up a bigger chunk if you're trying to get high volumes of cardiovascular training. And, and the biggest reason is because this type of training can get the endurance adaptations. It has less overall fatigue, which means that you can push weight training because if we are always in this high fatigue state, your body's going to spend more time recovering and it's not actually going to adapt. So again, this is where people struggle to build muscle when they have uh, endurance background is they just do too much high intensity work, right? They're not being smart about how they manage their training intensity and, and, and training program, right? It's, oh, hey, I'm going to run. This is going to be my quickest run. This is going to be in a certain amount of time. And I'm not going to worry about that, anything else. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that from time to time. You probably need to do that. But again, if that makes up all your like cardio training, uh, again, I think from a body comp standpoint, you're going to be challenged there. And I think you could probably even improve your cardio programming and, and you could probably improve your cardiovascular fitness by incorporating lower intensity type stuff. Like I said, this doesn't mean you only ever do zone two work, but less should be in those higher heart rate zones. The more you do um, there with that. Number three, don't eat enough protein. Protein helps build and maintain muscle. If you are also doing a good amount of endurance work, you need to make sure you get enough protein to support that as well. And so we want to aim for about 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight per day. The big issue here is a lot of times I see with this kind of cardio endurance training is a lot of, a lot of these people don't really focus too much on 
I don't think they really have too much structure with nutrition and, or they use it to help them lose body fat. So then they, or for weight loss. And so they end up under eating um, they don't f- fuel themselves. And then they also in, in turn don't eat enough protein in that process. And again, if we're doing these high amounts of training volume from a cardio standpoint, doing some weight training, and then we also are not eating enough to fuel that. And again, how do you know if you're not eating enough to fuel that? That's if, if you ever start running intensely or you, maybe you are, get ready for a marathon and you start to see your body weight trend down, you're, you're in a calorie deficit there. And again, if we can combine that with low protein, not great weight training, um, that's a recipe for not maintaining your muscle and potentially losing muscle in that process there on that. So we need to make sure we get enough protein as well too. Number four, don't eat enough overall and or nutrient dense foods. So again, we need to make sure you're eating enough food regularly. Because you're expending so much energy through endurance and weight training, you need to make sure you aren't always in the energy deficit. To build muscle, you need to be at maintenance calories at a minimum and potentially have some periods of time where you dip into a small calorie surplus. That's going to put your body in the best position to want to add muscle, right? If you are doing a ton of cardio training and then you try to add in a ton of weight training on top of it, but then you also don't eat enough and or you're just only ever at like maintenance calories, I do think you're going to limit the amount of muscle that you can build, right? Again, you just have too many things going on and muscles low on the priority list, like adding muscles low on the priority list for, from, for your body, because again, it wants to utilize that energy elsewhere, right? For more important functions, obviously muscle is important, but it, it gets unfortunately placed lower on the priority list there on that for, from that aspect. So uh, again, we want to make sure that we aren't always eating in a calorie deficit when we have these these high endurance training and also combining that with weight training. And you also want to make sure you eat a good base of whole foods to ensure you aren't lacking any vitamins or minerals. Also, that's probably great from a anti-inflammatory standpoint as well too. And just to ensure that your body has the nutrients it needs to feel and perform its best, right? Because again, if we're also combining where we're not eating enough, and then we also have this, if it fits your macros approach where you just fit in all tasty foods because, hey, I'm, I'm losing weight, I'm, I'm running a ton, therefore I can reward myself with more food. Again, I think you're going to eventually miss out on vitamins, minerals that are essential for, again, performance, how you feel, how you, how you look, et cetera. And so we need to make sure we also get a good base of whole foods in this process. Five, poor meal timing around workouts. Make sure you have a general game plan for your meals to be somewhere around your workouts. You don't have to get them nailed down to the exact minute, but you don't want to skip out on meals around your workouts. Think two to two to three hours away from your workouts, especially if you do both endurance and weightlifting on the same day. Okay. So if you're somebody who, Hey, there's probably a couple of days where maybe you have to double up. The big thing is we want to make sure that in between those sessions, we get some sort of fuel put in our body in between those sessions, right? What you don't want to do is run and then maybe an hour goes by and then you go and do your weight training session, right? Or vice versa. And even outside of that, even if you're not training both on the same day, it's still a good idea to make sure that within two or three hours before you're getting some food in and one to three hours afterwards. If you can't eat beforehand, that's not recommended. I understand that stuff happens. We have other constraints outside of training and nutrition that we need to account for. So if you are somebody who that works best for you to, to, to wake up, go work out, that's fine. Just make sure then you have to place a higher priority on getting some food in within 30, 60, 90 minutes after your training session there in that situation. Number six, trying to do too much with poor recovery. The next big mistake is trying to do a ton of weightlifting and endurance volume without having the the proper recovery in place. So again, nutrition can fall into this. Proper programming can fall into this, um, but we already went over this. But now, again, this does come down to smarter programming. Make sure the effect of either is minimal, right? So making sure that 
again, your cardio and your weight training aren't like overlapping too much, but it also comes down to making sure you are eating better overall and getting enough sleep and managing your, your stressors, right? Not avoiding stress, but managing, managing it. Most people don't overtrain. They are just under recovered, right? Really if recovery is there and you have great recovery, that really expands how much you can train, right? A lot of people think, oh, I'm overtraining, but they neglect the aspect of what is your recovery? What are you, what are you doing there? And again, recovery isn't, oh, Hey, go take an ice bath, go do a cold plunge, go get a massage, use your massage, massage gun, whatever other cold water immersion, maybe that's ice plunge. I don't know, but all these stuff, like they, they, they acutely can work, but that's not recovery. Like th those are, a, what I'm saying is like, that's at the top of the pyramid, right? You need to make sure things like sleep, stress, nutrition, proper training, again, smart programming is in place first. And then those are icings on the cake there with that. So again, a lot of people like hear that and they're like, Oh, what do you have against cold water immersion? Or what do you have against massage guns? What do you have against massage? And it's, I don't have anything against those. Those are additive things. They're almost like supplements for recovery in a way, but you need to make sure your base your basis is down and, and your big rocks are covered for recovery standpoint. So again, people try to just do a ton of training volume. They try to do a ton of running. And then on top of it, their nutrition sucks. They don't sleep well. Their stress management techniques are awful, right? And their programming is just off. And again, it's not that running's bad for you. It's not that cardio is bad for you. It's not going to hurt your gains. It's not that on the flip side, weight training is bad for you. It's just that you don't have the recovery in place there. So you need to make sure that's in place. And then the last one here is just not taking any lighter leaks from endurance or weight training. So this is similar to making sure you're recovered, but if you always go hundred percent week after week, your injury risk will increase and performance will suffer in both. Take periods of time to drop either volume or intensity for both endurance and weight training. Again, you don't have to do this all the time. See which one fatigues you more. Again, maybe every six to eight weeks you take a, you do less volume from a weight training perspective, maybe you lower intensity slightly, AKA a deload week. And then you do the same thing from an endurance standpoint. Maybe you're just doing less intensity. Maybe you're doing one less day. Maybe you're just dropping that volume down slightly, whatever it is, just make sure you take some sort of lighter week from time to time. Because again, if we just try to go hundred percent for months on end, your body's eventually going to take a deload for you. So I wanted to go over my client, Jack. So he, he was, he had an endurance background and he, his kind of, he, when he came to me, he wanted to build muscle, but and he but he wasn't putting on muscle as he would like. He had done um, races in the past. He, he liked to run and, and whatnot there. We had a full-time job as a dentist, being a husband. He wanted to maintain some social life. And so it was important to figure out how we can make everything work so he could still run while building more muscle. And some of the things we really worked on him was getting him on a better strength training routine, right? I know at some periods of time, we were up to four days. Some periods of time, we were up to three. Uh, we, we were at three days. It just depended on what was going on with him and how much running he wanted to do. Again, we worked on protein, making sure he got in enough protein. That was super important uh, because again, his protein was low and for his goals, he needed to make sure protein was a little bit higher. The next thing we did was we made sure that he was eating enough. We did spend periods of time where we had him at maintenance or trying to push a small calorie surplus because again, he you know was expending so much energy and we needed to make sure that all that lined up there with that. And with him, unfortunately, obviously this is a podcast, so you can't see, he did gain a pretty good amount of muscle. He ended up being around the same weight, but you could just tell in his arms and his chest and his shoulders um, that he added a good amount of muscle and he was still the same weight, right? Now, within that, there was a period of time where his weight was higher, maybe it was a little bit lower, but we ended up being in that net positive from a, over a couple years span of his weight being around the same. And again, he had what I like to say, a body recomp here. And again, he didn't have to gain 30 pounds to build muscle. He just needed to have extended periods of time where he was focused on the weight training side of things, progressively overloading, getting enough protein in, and also making sure he was fueling enough, fueling enough to 
help with the body composition side of things. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions uh, on this topic, send me a message over on Instagram and I will chat with you soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.